Hello and welcome to the DFS underscore PhD show for today, the 24th of December. Oh, this is the Monday show, the 25th of December for Christmas. Remember, you're good enough. You're strong enough. And gosh darn it. Someone's got to win that money. Might as well be us. I like this kind of mug, Caltech mug. It was it was an MIT prank thing. So one of my favorites. I wanted to review again. Um, if it can't be us, it, uh, it might as well be fun. And Legit Storm is taking us all by Legit Storm and leaving 2400 on the table to win a two-gamer. I, I looked it up. It doesn't seem like that's applicable for a three-gamer, but still, very cool. And just in case you didn't see the other video on Sunday, I wanted to, to dive back in because this is an important point. I, I do this post every showdown that I'm paying attention to with 100,000 plus up top. And the main point is to get you thinking correctly. If these guys don't win, it is true. Every single guy on this list, unless they're top two or three, is going to lose money, right? On every single slate. So it's like they're 150 maxing times whatever the entry fee is, 20 bucks, $3,000, right? So they're all almost definitely 90% of them losing $3,000 every single night. Why are they doing it? Why are they doing it? So Peter asked a good question. Have you have any of these guys want to show down with these uniques? Well, first of all, he asked it at a bad time because Emil Heskey, who was number nine or eight on one of these lists, won yesterday. But more importantly than the anecdote and that it worked out yesterday is the reason to get unique is that it's positive expected value because anybody winning is unlikely. And so when you get there, you need to understand like that the number of dupes is not necessarily meaning you did a good job. So for instance, UFC is the place where it's easiest to understand. This is like likelihood of being the highest scoring lineup by bin and the salary bins go 50,000 and then it falls off to like 47k on when there's like no value on a slate when everybody's appropriately priced and then it goes a lot wider the distribution's a lot wider whenever there's value and so my point is on slates where we have value we need to be here right this is where all of the value is because sure if you used full salary you'd have a slightly marginally better chance of winning but it's not that much it's like double what you'd get leaving five thousand dollars on the table and that's just so shocking to me like um and, and the number of dupes how's that going to differ well up here you're going to have hundreds of dupes and here you're going to be fully unique at half the odds so it's a 50x expected value to play down here versus up here on this kind of slate now granted if you play that way on the other kind of slate down here you don't you have that's why i'm giving you optimal salary range when i'm saying optimal salary range i mean where are we in the long tail of winning lineups but not in the long tail of duped lineups, right? So that's just, I wanted to, to make sure everybody understands when you do this unique thing, you are going to lose almost all of your money almost all of the time. The point is it's still positive expected value because the thing you're doing for the rare circumstance is much more positive expected value. So as long as you're not playing too far away, you know, some of these do get to zero or like almost zero, way, way down there, you know, like, that yeah, it's it's a way to get different, and it did win that guy money yesterday. Although it doesn't didn't work, so we had an exact three game copy last Saturday. So that's the slate I'm looking at for a comp, not uh, yesterday's two gamer. It's two in three games. It's fifty percent more games, fifty percent more guys. It's not quite the same thing. So on the last three gamer, we had one hundred on the table for the win. Basically, I went through it earlier. The top twenty, only two of them are outside of the range of forty nine six to fifty thousand. So I'm going to do 49.6 to 50,000 today, as um, assuming that gives me a 90% chance to hit, because the other 10% probably would take up, let's see, an additional 200 on top of 400. Yeah, it would take up like 30% of my lineup space if I assume an equal distribution across salary bins, and that's too much for the last 200. So 
anyway, that's why I've chosen the settings I've chosen for this two gamer tomorrow. Um, 49.5 to 50,000. Probably could have done 49.6, I think. Oh, whatever. Not that important. The important things for this slate are the rules. Who's playing, first of all? And what happened last week? What happened last week was we saw a lot of Gainwell. And so I went back and I was like, how much Gainwell have we been seeing? They've been in a split for a couple weeks now, guys, like a full split. So last week it was 60-40. The week before it was a little bit more even even. So I don't I don't know what's going on here, but we've got a 60-40 a split going on in Philly. And so I think you need to project that both of those guys could go off. And probably Gainwell doesn't need to be at 14, maybe 12 based on what I was just doing. Um, but, you know, the general point still stands. He's a great GPP play and you should have like probably 15% or so, 25%. That's maybe a bit much, but that's my cap. Um, so besides the Swifter Gainwell rule, I think that's my only one. The other things I did over here, you can see in the green, if Josh Jacobs plays, he's going to play. I mean, like there's no, that there, he, he has been the bell cow back for this team every week he's been in, right? I mean, did I miss, he got injured one game. So that game we would see somebody else play. Uh, what is this? Oh, Abdullah was getting some of the passing down work, maybe. But generally speaking, when he's been in, he's been the guy. You know what I mean? 80% of the snaps. So I don't know what we're doing with Josh Jacobs not making him one of the highest projected guys on the slate, at least as running back. He's got to be. He's he's a bell cow back for this team. When he's if, if he's active, he should be probably in your lineup, right? So 25%. All right. I'll take it. I mean, I'll take 50. I'll take 50% of that, honestly. I'll double that. So Christian McCaffrey, after Christian McCaffrey, I think Jacobs. Yeah, this is about right for the rank order of their um, optimality. Gus Edwards, Justice Hill. I just I have tr trouble getting there in that offense. For quarterbacks, who do I got? Hertz, Purdy, and Lamar. I think that makes sense. I think Hertz has the highest upside by a lot. Um. And he's cheaper than Mahomes. Oh, no, not cheaper. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And 60% uh, cap on Hertz. He's fine. I mean, like, it seems like a hot. I guess the one thing you could say against Hertz and why I'll go back to 50-50 is this game's going to be a blowout. And if he doesn't score the initial points, I mean, number one, could be enough of a blowout. He gets pulled. Number two. He ain't going to be passing. He's going to be handing it off to, I mean, probably Gainwell, right? Like some garbage. They're not going to try to risk anybody who they want to play in the next, in the playoffs, right? So that's why I think, I don't know how much Hurts I want, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. what What's the odds this game stays even remotely close and that Hurts or or that Hurts passes for all of the touchdowns or rushes for touchdowns prior to it being a blowout? 35%, 40%, let's say 40% because he's, he's, Pretty non-controversially the best play in the slate, just like without thinking about blowouts. And then we get the Purdy. I don't want to get to more Purdy than Mahomes. Yeah, Purdy and Mahomes toss-up. That's fine. That's fine. Give me, maybe give me a little bit more Lamar and a, and a complete toss-up between Purdy and Mahomes. Complete toss-up, I said, but I also did not. I didn't let the computer know. You got to let the computer know what you're saying. There we go. That's about right. Running back, I think I already talked about because I talked about McCaffrey. Yeah. Swift and Gainwell, that's the only rule right now. Wide receiver, haven't even looked at this yet. Rashi Rice, OBJ, sure. Yeah, OBJ's looking real good last week, and it seemed like Lamar's finding a little bit of a rhythm with him. Lawndale, 50. 
Justin Watson. Okay, and then in the flex spot, kept this pretty tight because we only have a few options, really. Oh. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. This was the other big change I made for the projections. Isaiah likely was projected for garbage points. I don't I don't know who's doing this. Every I, I saw this from Dvorak last week, so I'll pull it up. Every week that he's been uh so what's this guy's Dvorak? So what was it? He said uh it was oh, can I not search his tweets somehow? It was last week, so if I can't search his tweets. He, he said something about basically how like likely. Uh, from K. Dvorak. Uh, I don't even remember what it is. Anyway, he basically pointed out that every single week for multiple years now that Mark Andrews has not been, um, not been healthy, likely has been the TE1. He's been the highest scoring tight end. So granted, we have Travis Kelsey, the other possible TE1 on the slate. So, okay, but likely is still 4,200. And he is a Travis Kelsey-like talent in a Travis Kelsey-type role on that offense. So this is why I am winding up with a absolutely ridiculous amount of Isaiah Likely. I think, well, well, that's way too much Kittle. Let's get down to 30% Kittle. It's fine. I have 45% Kittle on a short slate, maybe. Don't want that much DeAndre Swift for the reasons that I think he's a 50-50 back. Maybe 40. Yeah, I'll go slightly above. That's fine. I was expecting more likely, and I'm probably going to be forced into more likely. Yeah, that's fine. I think, yeah, likely is a really good play on the slate. I'm not going to go 90% Rashi Rice. I'm definitely going to rebuild. How many lineups do I even have? 5,000. Okay. So it could it could fill it. I'll rebuild at 49.6 because I didn't, 49.5, a little bit too much wiggle room probably. Um, and then we'll see where it comes out. I'll show you guys my um, exposures and stuff, but. Yeah, I mean, likely McCaffrey hurts. That's it. Those are your core. Uh, they're the best plays on the slate. Uh, particularly price adjusted. If you do price adjusted, it's just probably hurts and likely. And then I don't know. Yeah. Uh, McCaffrey on raw points. Okay. Yep. Hurts, likely, and McCaffrey. That's my core. And so, hey, guys, remember you're good enough, you're strong enough. And gosh darn it, someone's got to win that money. And I think it's, what is it, it's like $500,000 tomorrow. Might as well be us.